Hello and welcome to the Age of Light podcast. I'm your host, Darlene, a certified coach and hypnotist that is dedicated to supporting you as you reignite your fire. Together, we will cover topics from well-being and spirituality to confidence and business. Get ready to be activated and receive your permission slip to be authentically you and live beyond limits. So let's shake up your belief system and step through the portal of possibilities. Be warned, this podcast will lift your vibration. Hello and welcome back to another episode. This one is with my good friend Maria. She is actually the owner of the studio that I'm currently using for my circles and leads, which is really exciting that I get to uh, bring her onto this podcast. She is an incredible person. She has got so much wisdom in her. Funnily enough, she also lived in Germany, uh, which we didn't know until we met um, over a year ago. And I thought that was quite funny. But she is an absolutely incredible person. And I genuinely cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. As always, everyone that I bring on, I absolutely love their stories and whatever they're sharing. And please feel free to leave a review. If anything really stuck with you, really resonated, feel free to drop me or Maria a message. And all of our links will be in the description. Enjoy! Hello and welcome Maria Dakova. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. And thank you for having me on on your podcast. Uh, That's an honor. I'm just so excited because it's been like, well, I was on your podcast like over a year ago now, or was it, it was November time, wasn't it? It was over a year ago. It was November last year. That's true. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Wow. Um, well, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's jump right in. Tell us about um, your journey a little bit. Oh, my journey? Well, um, my life journey? That's <laughs> a <your> story. <laughs> um, well, about me, um, I am a very creative person. Um, I started um, very early expressing myself in several um, creative ways. I was painting, I was creating artwork out of different things that I would find or I would um, make. Um, and then when I was nine, I started singing. Um, and from there on, uh, I was fortunate to travel the world with singing until I was 18, uh, which didn't bring me a lot of fans at school because they hated the fact that I was away for quite a while, <laughs> a lot from the school year. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then I also had a band, which was also fun. Um, and yeah, then I studied um, Japanese economics and IT. I worked all over the world with um, communications uh, and marketing. And um, a few years ago, about five years ago, I kind of uh, touched a point of almost complete burnout and decided I had to change my life. Um, and I had to start listening more to myself than to what is demanded of me. Um, and I quit my job. I came here to the UK. Uh, I moved from uh, from Dubai, which was a little bit of a um, climate shock. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I did a second master's degree here in the UK because I kind of felt I needed a break. And um, But I, I tend to have 
the constant need uh, to occupy my mind. So I did the, the degree in corporate communications, marketing and PR, which was actually what I've been working for 10 years before that. And uh, after that, I started exploring myself, to be honest. And that's what it's been for the past five years. Um, I started um, going into mindfulness. I did a degree, a kind of degree, but a certificate in mindfulness as a mindfulness coach in nutrition, plant-based nutrition. These are all things that I'm I'm passionate about myself. These are things that I kind of use for myself to navigate uh, my issues and difficulties mm-hmm. and um, to work through my own trauma. So, um, and then I started teaching more and more. Um, and I also discovered I have the ADHD. So that was also a different, another kind of, um, it was a relief because it gave me an explanation of why I've always felt different. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but also why I am so extremely in a constant need of um, entertaining my brain, Mm -hmm. which sometimes expresses as learning, sometimes expresses as just excessive talking (laughs) and um, oversharing too. And uh, from there I started kind of, uh, in order to help myself, to be honest, um, I started um, a certificate in coaching life coaching with a a side thing of ADHD and I started doing that a little bit so at the moment my life is um a proper ADHD life I mean I'm not saying it's perfect it's never been and it can't be but I has I have my difficulties but what I can say is that um I am me and I'm happy because I'm me um I might not be uh in a top uh you know uh paying job as I used to be I might not be uh surrounded by famous people and glamorous uh things as I used to be but I would anytime trade that for my current uh state and where I am because I feel the freedom, despite the difficulties, I feel the freedom to be myself. Mm. And and that is what I am eternally grateful for, that I actually bit the bullet then, despite most people saying, uh, you're crazy and what are you going to do and you're going to ruin your career. And at the end, and, and what about your success? And at the end... Success is what each and every person of us defines it as. And for me, success is actually standing up for myself. Mm. And um, sorry, I hear my cat from somewhere and I'm afraid I've locked her up. (laughs) Um, Success is what we define for ourselves. And success for me is um, being confident, but also... um, Um, what is the right word I wouldn't be able to find at the moment but being able to actually be me Mm. instead of uh, following some kind of expectations of society or other people 
Um, so yeah, that's that's a bit of so yeah, what I do at the moment is coaching, ADHD coaching. I teach yoga, I do some workshops uh, when it comes to mindfulness meditation with physical movement. Uh, that mostly goes into uh, towards physiotherapy a little bit because I specialize in working with people who are stiff <laughs> and not those who are um, hyper flexible or have this extreme natural flexibility because this is my background, uh, stiff as a brick. <laughs> and I also obviously do uh, still marketing and PR um, communications um, on, the, and everything is flow seamlessly into each other. Uh, and I don't want to make it sound like, you know, everything is perfect. Um, but even though I'm currently at probably a, a rather low point, mm -hmm. I, I can't say I would choose differently. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, one of the first questions that kind of popped up to for me is, when did you know, like, when did you know that you were burning out or that it was time to go? Because obviously you spend a lot of time and I feel like sometimes it can be so difficult to know, okay, this is the point to go. Like what was kind of the, I guess, pivot point where you were like, okay, I need to change. Um, I think in a way, probably also growing older and more and more realizing that my life isn't about pleasing others. Um, although when I left it, I wasn't at the point ready to accept that knowledge completely. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I more and more realized that I am departing from who I know I am. Um, I didn't have any creativity in my life. I wasn't creating anything anymore. I um, I didn't have the, the motivation to create. I didn't have the ideas. I didn't have, um, I don't know what comes to mind right now is I was like a cooked vegetable. I was just existing. <laughs> um, I was going to work. I was doing everything that was ex expected of me and uh, I was good at it. But at the same time, I also realized that as a person, I'm relatively direct and I say things as I see them, but as a um, traditional PR person working in the area that I used to work, um, my job was to constantly brainwash people and to um, communicate that the world is perfect, filled with perfect people. And I realized that for me, that creates more damage mm. um, because then people sit at home and see those perfect people and those perfect uh, establishments, brands and whatever it is and think, what's wrong with me then? Mm -hmm. Why, you know, everything looks perfect outside, but why? What have I done wrong? So that was, I think, one of the realizations uh, because I was looking, I think I was looking at the, at a brand, we were working on a on a strategy to launch a new product, um, and I realized that how I saw it from my perspective, I was like, "Oh, this is a perfect woman on the picture, you know, with her perfect body and shape." And then after the designer uh, also edited her and to a complete, uh, almost complete different person, I was like, 
wow. For a moment, I was like, I would like to look like that. And then I was like, what? Mm. Who are you comparing yourself to? Also knowing the background of this, who are you comparing yourself to an image that isn't even real, that isn't even attainable? So that kind of was the planted seed. And with time, it was more and more... um, it was growing. And one day I think I verbalized that to my dad. Um, he was still alive then. And I said, something I need, something is not right. And he said, why don't you take a year off? And I was like, I don't know, I'm going to ruin my career. I'm, you know, I'm um, coming towards a high, uh, you know, I'm growing in my career. So I'm going to ruin it. And he was like, no, who cares? The most important thing is you. The most important thing is your health and you being happy. <sighs> Anything else doesn't matter. So he was the one take a, who suggested to take a year off, uh, do another degree to keep myself occupied while I kind of go on a search mm-hmm. and reconnect with myself. So, yeah, that's a very long answer to a relatively straightforward question. One more cat in, I think she's outside. Oh. Are you no? <laughs> She's hiding somewhere. <laughs> Shouting, but <laughs> no, that is um, yeah, that that is a very good um, yeah. I mean, the fact that you also decided to kind of speak about that. I also find one of the things that also came to mind is when people usually turn around to you and they say that's crazy. And that's probably even more reason to do it um, because that means that probably everyone else around you is too terrified to do that. But you like you, you are deciding that you are going that, that you are kind of going against that grain um, in that sense. I hope this makes sense what I'm saying. It does make sense. I think it's it's a sign that one has fallen into a comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Um, and um and when people start saying when you're talking about a a rather unconventional idea Mm -hmm. uh, someone says you're crazy or that's going to ruin this or that that means that you are in a comfort zone and the person who are you're talking to and that isn't a bad thing are is also in a comfort zone Mm -hmm. and they're scared of leaving comfort zones and that's okay Every person is different, but the fact that you're questioning your comfort zone means that um, you're ready to leave it. Mm-hmm. And that was also the time where I was scared shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've done this several times. I've picked up my stuff and moved to a different country. And I've moved so many times in my life for work in different countries that it kind of was okay. But this time I wasn't going to work. <laughs> Mm. and I was scared uh, from financial perspective also but from any other perspective and that's when I tattooed on my uh, upper arm no fear to to kind of remind me that fear is a concept um, but not necessarily a reality 
And obviously when it's here, you kind of see it all the time. So I flash it to myself. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> oh, I love that it's there as well. You lift your arm and it's like. That was the idea to be here. So I can, you know, I can showcase my strength in a way. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, connect that to um, no fear. Yeah. But oh. For, for listeners, by the way, um, Maria has it tattooed on her upper arm. Is this the upper arm? Like on the, is it bicep? I think I can lift it. There we go. Yeah. Is that, is that the bicep, right? Or is that, what muscle is that? I forgot. Uh, that's the the inside of the, uh, of the biceps. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So when she flexes her arm. When I flex my biceps, my no fear goes bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, if I was one of, uh, if I was a bodybuilder, I probably could pump it and then it could pulse. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was that's that's why it was there to to make me do this. Mm -hmm. Our position of I can do it. I'm strong enough, and it's not a physical thing necessarily, yeah. but our physical position communicates to our mind um a certain messages so even though you're not physically you know jacked when you do this you feel strong and you feel more powerful so yeah that was the the idea of having it there no i love that i love that. actually i think i heard about that like around a year ago or something um, with the power postures because I never thought about it. And this is actually a really good reminder because I completely forgot that as well, um, that the study found that even just standing up with your hands on your hips and a straight back for a few minutes before say an interview or something really increases the confidence of the person engaging in these postures for a few moments. Um, yeah, this is a good reminder. I need to do that. <laughs> I, I do like to do that when obviously with ADHD, my brain, brain tech tends to go a thousand miles per hour, mm -hmm. but at the same time also there are those highs and dips. Mm -hmm. um, and when I feel that I'm going into that kind of dip, what, what in the past used to uh, I used to stay there for weeks sometimes or sometimes even months. It's kind of an almost a depressive state. Um, when I Now I am able to spot it when I kind of start sliding. Mm -hmm. And i that's one of the things I incorporate in my morning routine while I brush my teeth. It's ridiculous, it sounds. But I do this. Yes. And I kind of cheer myself on without a particular reason, but it does so good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. definitely recommend that, even though no matter how ridiculous it looks. And yeah, it, it will serve for another good moment and a laugh of, for for the for the people who are around you. <laughs> no, I love that. I've been um for the last month or so, I have been doing something similar by saying I'm on a winning streak. Um, and I usually say that to myself in the mirror. Um whenever I can really, especially if um, work gets stressful. I even have like a little note on my laptop at work now that says I'm on a winning streak um, because it's one of those things It can really kind of pop you or like just take yourself out of um, 
because I notice I have a tendency as well, especially with seasonal depression, it's horrible, but um, it's kind of, oh, nothing's going right. Like, this is so bad, like self-loathing, imposter syndrome, hardcore imposter syndrome coming up. And um, sometimes, yes, it takes a little bit more, but in those moments where you are letting in those intrusive thoughts to kind of look in the mirror and say, no, I'm on a winning streak and we're winning here. Like I'm on a winning streak and this is this is happening. Like whether it's now or tomorrow, like I'm on a winning streak. So it really pulls, it kind of just, I can't in my head, it's kind of like you stand in your brain and you just push all of those thoughts away. And the one thought that is there is I'm on a winning streak and all is good. I have a different, uh, something that um, when I was working in corporate, I used to experience a lot of anxiety mm. um, because obviously I was involved in a lot of um, important stuff, uh, not to me, <laughs> but to other people. Um, and I used to wake up a lot with anxiety and and go to sleep with, with severe anxiety. It was literally almost there is a difference obviously between anxiety and panic attack panic attack tends to um kind of ease off uh a little with time but anxiety can kind of stick around so with the pounding chest i can't concentrate i can't sit still i everything is is just pointless and one thing i read a book um and i can't recall the name right now but one of the advices was I love myself mm. and I love this and I use it until today. And it is about uh, the idea is about that when we go into the, this mindset of self-loathing of um, self-deprecation of um, yeah, just um, imposter syndrome, um, it is a loop. And because our brain is used to using this loop, it starts spiraling further and further down. And pushing that away doesn't kind of heal it necessarily. Uh, so it allows it to come back and sometimes even worse. Um, so replacing the loop, though, mm -hmm. is what apparently, uh, according to neuroscientists, uh, which is another passion project of mine, <laughs> Um, this is um, replacing the loop with another loop mm -hmm. uh, is the, the best way of long-term um, healing from, mm -hmm. from, from that. It doesn't mean that it will never come back. But mm -hmm. for me, so, what, so uh, many words, but nothing said. What I mean is I start to repeat, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. And I repeat it in my mind. I don't have to say it out loud. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if I believe it in this point. The brain doesn't make the difference between um, that. You say the words and the brain gets the words and associates them with this, uh, the respective emotion because our brain knows what emotion love is connected to when you have affection for someone. So with time, you start kind of believing it. Yep. And again, it's not like once you start believing it, it's always going to believe it. There are always moments when you, you, that's the last thing you want to say to yourself. Yeah. But repeating this on a loop, yeah. I, love myself, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. It, it is literally magic. For me personally, it's magic. And um, 
that's one of the things sometimes, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, uh, I wake up in the morning and I'm already with a pounding heart. When I know something is planned for there, something is coming that I'm scared of or that I'm uh, feeling not prepared for or not good enough for also. Mm. So I'm already like oh, uh, frozen. And then I start repeating that. And while I repeat that, I repeat it while I'm still lying in bed, still waking up. And then slowly while still repeating and I drag myself out of bed and start going about the day. But um, yeah. Yeah. that's another sorry I was uh, I tend to speak a lot <laughs> no I, I love that because that's why I love hypnosis so much because it builds those new like for example I usually because I, I don't do the sit down kind of hypnosis like session by session hypnosis um with me it's always a track that you listen to for at least 21 days uninterrupted and those tracks are designed like you say you hear the same thing on loop um with a deep uh, kind of guided way into a deep state of hypnosis or deep state of meditation that's kind of what it feels like um and then your brain is receiving those words and like you said it's building new neural pathways which are going to be stronger at the end of all of that than the old ones but it doesn't make them disappear so some days you repeat it it makes them stronger and stronger exactly um but i always say to any client or anyone that does this it's not going to make the other ones disappear it's just going to make them stronger than the other ones which means that yeah like you said like from time to time it's still going to be there but your brain has the tools and that other neural pathway <laughs> too i think a good point uh, if someone would, uh, who's listening to this would want to try it i think a good point to recognize that you're starting to succeed because there is a preparation, yeah. you know, incubation period where you have to remember to do it. I think a good point, you know, that your uh, your loop is starting to to gain strength is when you automatically start with it, when you notice something is going on and you start repeating it, uh, or when you start remembering to do it. Because uh, at the beginning, when I start employing this technique, it I had to remind myself literally. With, <laughs> Literally with small, small um, sticky notes in the whole house in places mm-hmm. where I know I see regularly. I love myself. It would remind me, yeah. physically remind me to do it. But now I don't mm. need that reminder anymore. I know when I start feeling insecure in somewhere or whatever it is, I start repeating that. Even in the conversation with someone, mm-hmm. uh, you can do that um, if you feel like if you because we sometimes feel intimidated when we speak to someone mm-hmm. uh, that's perfectly okay um it doesn't have to have an apparent reason but our perception is obviously always what counts it's not what the reality is it might not be that this person necessarily is better than us they nobody's better than anybody we're just good at different aspects of, of life mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes we also don't recognize our uh strengths so um, it's it's also a good thing to um, repeat. And there was another thing that came to mind, but also <laughs> evaporated while I was speaking about this. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remembered. Sorry. Um, another thing that I find really useful is because we are already on the topic is um, writing or finding a meditation uh, that really speaks to you in terms of words, in terms of sentences, and then recording that with your own voice. 
and listening to your own voice. I find this incredibly powerful. At the beginning, it's cringe Mm -hmm. because we never like to listen to our own voice. But what this does is our brain recognizes that it's us saying it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then it has much more powerful impact than listening to a random person on the internet saying those words to you. Because when that is the case, again, from my uh, studies in neuroscience, is that this can in some cases strengthen the imposter or not worthy syndrome because it's someone else telling you you're good. And that kind of also um, uh, strengthens the idea that we need external validation. Mm-hmm. Um, so this uh, is another uh from my personal experience, winning technique to um, record a meditation with your own words, or you can take the words from someone else, uh, something that already exists, or write it yourself, whatever, um, you know. Yeah, that makes so much that makes so much sense to me because I actually tried that, um, but I I feel so so much imposter syndrome, like trying to listen to a meditation of myself. Like I find it very hard to get through that um and believing it like my, the hardest part for me is actually listening to myself and believing what i'm saying and accepting it as something as powerful as if someone else was saying it um so that was uh, it's very good to hear that because um i feel like that's now a challenge that i want to set myself because i feel like that is it is definitely a challenge i'm sorry i'm fiddling where my um mark is it is definitely a challenge and takes a while it definitely takes a while and there are also moments from also again from my experience that I know I had to almost make myself listen to that yeah. uh, because I felt like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my all awfully weird voice um, but then with time you start listening more and more into it. You get used to your voice, which also helps when you hear other recordings of yourself. Your brain starts getting used to it and you start getting used to it and you start recognizing it as your own voice and you start then um, accepting it. But it also is a process. Everything is obviously a process. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because that's definitely something that I... I'm going to be looking at um, after this. Um, I guess I I have these questions that I love to ask everyone. And I feel like you've kind of already answered one of them, but I'm going to ask it again anyways, in case something comes up. Um, So from your medicine, because you do so many things, (laughs) you've got your fingers in so many things. Um, What is one thing that you will never stop doing that has supported you throughout most of your journey that is something that you will always come back to and always recommend? I The first thing that comes to mind and that's normally um, the right thing is music. Um, but that is very unique to each person. And I think it is um, also important to acknowledge that it is okay to take a break from things. Mm. So I am currently taking a break from music and that is okay. Even though it's one, it has one of the most healing powers for me, but 
um, our body and our mind normally knows best what is right for us. And if you don't feel like it and you're kind of more drawn to meditation or to something else or maybe a combination, it is all right. It doesn't have to be, you know, it's not this is what my thing is and it's going to stay forever. We change, we grow. So um, I wouldn't want to answer it it's just in one word because I find it very restrictive. So music is definitely an anchor in my life. But um, there are and have been and there will be periods in my life when I do not feel connected to music that much as I normally am used to. Um, so create maybe creativity is a more wider thing that gives that freedom. Creativity, definitely. Creativity, yeah. Because creativity has is like a flower with thousands of petals, and you can pick one and just admire this one, for example. Um, so that means arts and crafts. That means music in all its variations, listening, creating, whatever it is. And... Um, that means DIYing stuff. They're solving problems for other people is also creativity. <laughs> so I think, yeah, creativity, if it's one word, even though you didn't say uh, you want it in one word, but I would say creativity, yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. I go stir crazy after a while of not touching music or anything. Like I've noticed it this week. It's funny that we're recording it now because I've been noticing that specifically this week because I've been getting so swept up in work and, um, you know, with the days being shorter, it feels like time is like slipping through my hands and everything is moving so fast. And I feel like I haven't had time at the piano. Like I used to always have a regular 20, 30 minutes, like pretty much every day, just messing around with it. I'm nowhere near like professionally um a pianist yet <laughs> but i love playing a few songs even if it's the same songs a billion times over and over again it brings me so much peace of mind it's even whether i'm singing or whether i'm just playing or making something up it just brings me to a state of it's okay like i'm grounded and i i feel like it's just kind of this energy of grabbing my feet and placing me back on the ground and that goes for I mean listening to music is a different thing but playing it or hearing an acoustic guitar or even just walking through the street in Manchester and hearing like there's this beautiful violinist who usually when I come from a yoga class which is on the other side of town and I walk towards the office usually most mornings he will be there and I usually don't have enough time to stop but I can hear him from far away and I'm already like oh yes thank you um but even just like it's not just music but doing something with my hands like sometimes I have these sessions where I just grab some crayons and a piece of paper and I'm just like I don't draw but <laughs> I'm just gonna do this so um it is like as a whole I think because we have like 40 plus hours in our week dedicated to sitting at laptops or doing something else with our brains that is kind of very much on autopilot it is for me personally, it's so important to have that time to just let your brain do whatever it wants to yeah, do. Yeah, and one doesn't have to be good at it. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think it's to a great extent a question of expending energy. Yeah. And that's a creative way of expending energy. 
-hmm. and the outcome it doesn't really matter that much yeah it's it's just training that creative muscle yeah no definitely yeah it's, it's just something so soothing about it it's so therapeutic um to do it yeah so th thank you for sharing that this is so much food for thought for me today <laughs> um well <laughs> well one of the next question um is and I, I love asking this because i love how different um kind of the answers can be obviously from time to time depending on what's going on but um what do you love the most about your life today my freedom mm. My freedom to not to not um, have to obey to anyone, mm. not have to take anyone's opinion, thoughts, requirements, needs, desires mm. as a must in my life. Um, yeah, I think that. The sense of no matter whatever is going on in my life, uh, being it financial difficulty, because this happens uh, always to everyone sometimes, especially to self-employed people. Mm -hmm. um, I know that whatever energy and whatever input I put, that's what I get out. Mm -hmm. I know that whatever I do not right and I'm avoiding on purpose the opposite of that um, I can recognize for myself and amend and learn mm -hmm. I don't have to hear a someone else telling me that I'm not good enough mm. so that freedom mm. I love that so much and I know, I know for many people, the idea of that is absolutely incredibly scary. Mm. And many people perceive it as an, an, an impossible. Um, and that's okay. But being able to find your own freedom in whatever environment one is, is I think the greatest happiness we human beings can experience in our current circumstances in society mm. yeah no I think I personally really really want that freedom um for myself one day but it is also something that feels very scary because it does come you know with with a stepping out of the comfort zone which we were talking about before it comes with this whole set of new, uh, a new, it's a whole set of unknown. Like it's the whole unknown thing that our brain just can't cope. I think, I think the basic issue with that idea that most people have um, is the fact that it requires one to believe in oneself unconditionally. Yeah no matter what even in moments when you know you fucked up or you haven't done any, something right or something is going wrong is believing in yourself unconditionally and that again is not a destination yeah that is a journey and 
one of the most difficult ones, but I think one of the most rewarding ones, because when you then, because no matter if you fuck up, if you, whatever happens, and I'm sorry for my language, I'm not sure if it's allowed on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever happens, um, believing in yourself and pushing forward, recognizing, amending, pushing forward, brings you to a place where you're like, yes, I did it. I did it on my own. And when I say that, it doesn't mean a financial, incredible financial success. It means that you've solved a problem no matter how tiny it is. And that feeds towards, feeds back into the pot of unconditional self-trust, self-belief and self-love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I think trust trust is a big one. I felt like, I mean, we were talking about um, how our last year has been before we press record. Um, but at the beginning of this year, I did not trust at all. I didn't believe in my capabilities or trusted my capabilities. And that is a very scary place to be because I, well, as I, as, well, I quit my job in December and then just decided to wing it. Um, and it didn't go as planned because I did not have that relationship with myself. I did not believe every word that came out of my mouth. I was a huge imposter to myself and that was not, that that just was the energy that I was putting out there. Even though on the outside, I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's great. Um, on the inside, that looked very different. And if you don't have that genuine connection and that genuine trust, um, I mean, you can't fake it till you make it, I guess, to a certain extent, but um if it doesn't start building up to actual trust it just yeah and that's that that was a huge lesson for me that i like that that's that's also you know it's scary to think about freedom for me but i know now what went wrong last time and what i want to work towards in order to gain the skill set that you've just talked about to do that it is, it is, it's not a bottle that you open the cap and start pouring. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is like, um, I, I don't know how to, it is like a, a, a clog drain. <laughs> <laughs> you start poking at it and it starts sipping through a little bit by a little bit and at some point a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and it's sometimes and there's a point where it starts flowing Mm. but again while i'm even though it's disgusting analogy why i'm giving it it clogs again yeah it is not one you've opened it and cleaned it it doesn't mean it stays like that forever life happens so do showers (laughs) daily basis so it can clog again but it's about having then through taking the steps having then already built that um security that you know what you have to do you know you have to start picking at it you know you have to start steering it a little bit (laughs) (laughs) but you kind of learn with one two times dealing with the with the (laughs) clog drainage you start knowing okay the first time you're like what do i buy now do i buy the the liquid do i buy this do i buy that and the first time you start um, experimenting with it 
Mm. And that's the same with the sense of freedom. That's the same with any any situation where one steps out of a comfort zone. You throw everything at it. <laughs> you like anything. Someone tells you put the liquid on it. Another tells you meditate. The third one tells you go running. The fourth one tells you lie on the floor and cry your eyes out. Mm. You throw everything at it. And then you start seeing which one actually pokes a, um, a, a hole in it. And then one by one, you start building your toolkit. And when it clogs again, there is a little bit less options of what you use and what works. And then with time, with several clog drainages, you're now, okay, I know what works for me really. And I know how to attack it the most efficiently. So it's, but it, it never, it's, it's not, again, it's not a destination. So feeling that freedom is unattentive isn't a bad thing. It's a normal thing. And I, again, at this moment, I also don't necessarily feel that confident in that freedom, mm. but I have already been through this so many times that I kind of know what works for me I'm still there's still a few points that I have to experiment but I do already am quite clear on some of the uh things that work for me so that's the thing it's 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 learning by doing yeah 100% is there anything else that um you'd kind of you'd say to someone who is kind of in that position of, I guess, <laughs> trying to reach for that freedom, but is kind of standing in their own way. I would say start experimenting with the freedom. I mean, don't nobody has to um, leap into the cold water without any security. Um, if you if you have the financial freedom of uh, someone supporting, then awesome. But if you don't like me, then uh, be careful. <laughs> so, because for for some people, you have a spouse who's providing enough that can, you know, give certain freedoms. But I am I don't have a spouse, so uh, whatever shit I step in, it's my own. <laughs> <laughs> So what I would what I would say is, um, remind yourself of attacking the fear, and it doesn't mean attacking it head first. It means that again poking at that plug drainage with something. So if you've always dreamed of doing something, there is a reason you're dreaming for of that. Start exploring it. Start gathering start uh, while you're working uh, and you're you know covering the basics use your time your weekend to to kind of start acquiring skills maybe you might need or start exploring more or start talking to people about it or start you know people you know are going to be supportive um and even if someone is like that's crazy then again coming back a full circle to where we started of that probably means that they're scared of leaving a comfort zone and that's their world and they're happy within it. Mm -hmm. But you seem to be someone, uh, and I'm not talking about you in particular, but obviously that includes you too. Um, if you have the feeling that there is more to it, that means you are definitely capable of it. Mm -hmm. 
We're definitely able. You just have to abandon the belief that is a quick, there is a quick fix. Yeah. And that there is a quick uh, uh, instant gratification. Mm. Our brains are so drained, are so uh, trained on uh, receiving instant gratification that we think that in almost everything that's the case. And unfortunately, it isn't. But that is also the journey is what is actually the the most important thing when we start um, enjoying that bit of working through shit. Um, you're like. Oh, I I can do that, mm. <laughs> you know. And then you fall into the next pit, and you're like, "But now I I know how to climb." And then you fall into deeper pit, and you know, now I know I can climb, and I can also dig. <laughs> so it is always taking steps, no matter how tiny they are. They're steps, and they're they amount to something. So that would be probably my advice if you yearn for something that feels unattainable is to start chipping at it, to start poking at it and see, you know, mm. uh, what you can kind of, how, where you can take a step forward, no matter how tiny it is. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing um, all of that. Is there anything else that you feel like I'd really like to share today or something that's wanting to come through. There is a thing that I realize for myself and I, I like to say that my mess is also my message. Um, when I am not in a good place mentally, mm. I tend to isolate. I tend to deprive myself of social contacts because somewhere underneath I believe I don't deserve them or I'm not good enough to face people or whatever shit that's going on at that particular point. Mm. Um, that is the point where you do not listen to yourself. <laughs> that is the point where you feel like nothing makes sense and everything is kind of that's the moment to let go and of all expectations and do the first thing that comes to mind and in most cases you will experience incredible resistance towards it you experience incredible resistance but once you've stepped over that threshold, the next thing is going to look easier. Mm. So I don't know why I'm saying this. Uh, maybe because I'm once again going through this process of um, uh, re-socializing myself. Because I do need, I'm an introvert. I do need my time with myself to recharge. But I also know that when I take a little bit longer, then that I start getting used to it. Yeah. To it. And this is also not for, if, even for an introvert, it's not good. So for me, it's starting to take, and maybe that's why I'm sharing it because I'm working through this one more time. This is another clogged um, drainage for me at this point that I'm already have, it starts, it starts already leaking. Um, but I have to force myself to do things that I know are good for myself, mm -hmm. but I feel resistance towards. It is about uh, meeting people, going out on um, 
just for a coffee or or just sitting in the sun if there's any uh, or whatever it is that you know you normally enjoy mm. just yeah force yourself to yeah awful sounds awful but but yeah I am currently forcing myself to engage more with people uh, that aren't on the screen in front of me, but really in person. Mm -hmm. And it is effing hard at times, but it is also worth it. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, thank you so much for everything that you've shared here today. Um, my last question just is where can people find you? And where can and how can they they work with you? Well, I am um, predominantly on Instagram under my personal account that currently um, works mostly with um, stories. I feel currently resistance towards posting. I do not know why I'm figuring it out, mm -hmm. but uh, that's I am Maria Dakova. Um, then I have my ADHD account. This is hacking dash ADHD, um, which is mostly about ADHD. And obviously the name says it hacking it. Um, and these are again, my, the messes that I've been in and I've managed to find solutions or at least, uh, supporting material mm -hmm. that helps. Um, so I share, I share there, um, this kind of information. And the last, uh, the last thing is mindful being, uh, at mindful lower dash being lower dash also on Instagram and there um, it's a combination of creativity mindfulness um, and movement mm -hmm. um, and again um, I am not really good at posting at the moment mm -hmm. um, but um, I'm working on it I do know, actually, I do know what's the reason. Um, so, yeah, or a DM always works. And um, just send me a DM, DM. It doesn't mean that uh, um, you have to work with me, it's, even if you're, like, in a really difficult place. Sometimes reaching out to someone that you feel might um, slap you in the face <laughs> in a way and kind of give you some words of encouragement. And um, I I am happy to do that because I know that there are a lot of people that have done this for me uh, when I needed it. So um, all my channels, uh, I stated free to everyone that if you are in a place where you need help, reach out. Mm -hmm. We'll figure it out. So yeah, these are my well i will link them below the episode anyways but thank you so so much maria for coming on today thank you darlene for the opportunity it was such a pleasure